welcome, huge welcome to the Empowered Coaches Changing Humanity podcast, where we have the most amazing guests who are doing all that they can to influence people today in the world. And today we have a very empowered guest who is doing her part. And I am deeply honored to have the opportunity to meet with her, to interview her and share her expertise and her light with you. And so I would like to welcome Becky Norwood. Welcome, Becky. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Oh, it's it's truly a pleasure to have you. Truly a pleasure, and and I've been loving getting to know you uh, <laughs> over the last months. And so I I just want to uh, share with people what you're all about. First, you'll be talking with us about standing out in the world today. And so, as an author, this is we really need that if we are going to uh, make an impact in the world. And so, Becky is the number one international best-selling author, speaker, and book publishing expert. Becky Norwood is the CEO of Spotlight Publishing House, and she is widely recognized for the empowering and intuitive way she guides others to weave storytelling into their books and marketing. She incorporates her methods with sound marketing, which is a pathway for business expansion and audience growth. Becky has brought over 300 over 300 authors to number one bestseller. Through her live streaming events, countless listeners have heard her interviews of both authors and experts offering sage advice. She offers an extensive catalog of services supporting emerging and established authors. Becky believes that a well-told story is a gateway for growth, sharing, and a way to unite humanity. She is an advocate for the positive that comes from sharing our creative genius and impacting our world in the most positive ways. Her work in the world centers around the light of spotlight publishing. Thank you for bringing your light and helping others shine theirs. It's such a privilege to be here and it's such an exciting time we're living which really is that, that, that we can come forth in the world in the way that we do at this time. I, I agree. I agree completely. Uh, the world is filled with opportunity. And I, I think since the pandemic, uh, we have, it's just been one opportunity after another to grow and really evolve through adversity, through adversity, you know, COVID is still around. Yes. And yet there's people are just wanting more out of life. I just see humanity evolving and evolving and evolving. And I'm I'm so grateful that uh that you make such a difference in the world through helping authors and getting their message out there and creating businesses where they really are participating in the evolution of humanity. And I've spoken with a number of different publishers and people who help people write books. And I am absolutely thrilled to have you here. And, you know, I I know some of your story, but can you share with our audience what brought you to become a publisher? Because I remember it wasn't necessarily in the plans. It sort of happened. 
it it really did truly did because you know um when the economy took a big no dive i had been i had been a single mom for 20 years and had raised my daughters um running the family saw blade sharpening business and it was in dirty grinding dust and everything but i served all the steel mills and phoenix fire departments um over the valley for the entire time i raised my children and excellent business wasn't what my heart wanted to do, but it was a way to, to make a good living and, and provide for my children. Had some pretty spectacular times. And then when the economy changed, um, wow, everything changed. And many of my clients were going under, which meant I didn't know how to keep the doors open. And I was also ready for a huge change because that's not what I dreamed of for doing for my whole life. So um, the first thing I did was open a lingerie business. So from saw sharpening to <laughs> selling gorgeous corsets and gowns and everything, it, and it really totally extreme, but it was really a bad time to open a business in, in the location that I did, because it was like the place that I could afford and, and actually get my feet wet in this totally opposite, um, one end of the spectrum to the other was in a um, kind of an old, really old district where they had a lot of antiques and all this stuff. And the only time really that they had any foot traffic was on holidays and a few weekends. And so it wasn't the best thing to do, but I was kind of like, okay, now I am watching through this economy, so many people struggling, losing their businesses, losing their homes. You know, there was a lot going on during that time. And I kept thinking there's got to be a way that um, we can pick up these pieces and move forward. And so I started doing some internet research. It's fascinating because, um, you know, how do people use the technology? And a lot of it was Zoom was, wasn't even around then. Facebook had just started. You know, there's all these things that were brand new to us. So I discovered a gentleman in um, San Diego and his name is Mike Keenigs. And his whole teaching was you everywhere now. And he taught how to use the technology to, to start really capturing, you know, even for brick and mortar stores to really capture the people that were coming into their store through, you know, getting them on an email campaign and a text messaging thing and doing all these things. And so that's what I did. And he taught use video. So I would go into even like, um, Foot Solutions is a store that's here local. Yeah. And we did a whole campaign for video campaign for them. And, every, you know, we used video to, to get people intrigued and we po I'd post it all out and then they'd be opt-in with a QR code and opt-in to get, you know, text messaging for the, their specials. And that's how I started. And then one of the last classes, and I used to travel a couple times a month over to San Diego from Phoenix and take his classes. And some of them were three and four or five days. And I got certified in a lot of this. He started talking about publishing a book. And at the time, I just thought that was a cool idea, but I didn't have a clue. I was only thinking for me, you know? And, and so he taught a lot and he made um, mock-up book covers and and the moment that he said, um, you know, publish a book, I immediately knew what the name of my book was. And it was called The Woman I Love. And that was my story of just the having grown up in a deeply abusive um, childhood 
um, my journey to start being well and being happy. And I discovered I had to love myself first enough to heal and make a difference before I could be loved. But that book became an international bestseller. And using the practices that he taught me, um, of course, there were big groups of us that were learning together. But, um, you know, I started like Facebook was fairly new. So I started a Facebook page and I faced, and then for those, that was just for those who are kind of looking and then a Facebook group where we went deeper and it was so fascinating. And I was able to see from that, I would get people, I didn't even know that, that would reach out to me and say, Hey, thank you for telling your story. Now I understand my mom. Now I understand my wife. Now I, you know, I understand myself better. It was just men and women alike. It was just quite amazing. And, you know, that was going to be it. I just published a book. Well, then a lot of the women that had, I'd attracted on Facebook through, you know, the power of talking is um, sharing your story and the things that, that can happen from that um, through the Facebook group that I had formed. Um, so we decided to do a book series called We Choose to Thrive. And many of those women uh, told their story for the first time in a chapter of a book. And it was over 50 women for two books. And it was fascinating. Some of those very women that were the very first time they ever shared their story and were struggling from that first beginning, many of them are now coaches and have nonprofit organizations for it was just the stepping stone because there's something to be said for for not only writing the the healing that comes from writing but also the healing that comes from releasing your story out to the world it it like it releases its hold over you and so from there People were starting to come to me and say, could you help me publish my book? And now it's just this amazing business that, that I work with the most incredible people in the world. You know, we think we're all incredible. And, you know, yes, we, we, we know, look at the changes we've had in, in our world over the last bunch of years. And think about COVID and how it's affected people. But if you think about it, Sure. If we had had COVID happen 10 years ago, would we have been prepared for it the way we are prepared for it now? How privileged we are to be living at this time where we can find ways, many people working from home and we're still able to really run the thriving business. We don't, you know, and our reach is incredible. Um, the things that we're able to do now for 10, 15, 20 years ago would have never been possible. And look what we can do with our wisdom, our stories, the impact we can make in the world. It's not just our little community anymore. It's, it's the world. The world's our oyster. I, I agree completely. I agree that we, it really is a time of opportunity. And it's through uh, really finding our strengths and our own weaknesses that we can grow. And I'm, I, I love your story and the fact that you help others with their stories. And I, I want to ask you, so you went from saw sharpening, <laughs> saw sharpening to lingerie to publisher. Could you 
share with us this may be it's a pretty personal question um if you can share with us what were the internal changes that happened within you what did you notice in yourself going from saw sharpening to lingerie to helping people get their stories out there so they can help others what happened at each of those turning points in your life well the saw sharpening i had become i had a when I first started in saw sharpening, um, I had a 13 month old daughter and I was six months pregnant and my marriage ended and it was, Oh no, what am I going to do? And my father and brother had the saw sharpening business and neither of them, they weren't getting along. So, um, my dad looked at me and said, here, it's yours. And he gave me these big notebooks full of instruction. <laughs> And I just, I used to sit in front of those machines and cry my eyes out because they were so loud and so scary and everything was dirty with grinding dirt, no matter how you could clean every day, but grinding dust was there. And, and yet I was able to turn that business into a really good business and raise my daughters by myself. And um, what I learned just in that, that portion is whatever I set my mind to do. I could do but it wasn't my passion but I still made it work because it was a fabulous way to be able to truly take care of my children and and not have to send them off we homeschooled through the whole time too so wow. it, it was it was amazing it was it was pretty cool but then as so you can know, I interrupt can I interrupt so so you said you what you learned was whatever I set my mind to do I could do right and so do you think that plays into how you help authors today? Absolutely. Because I had no clue what I was doing when I first started. And it has been a journey. And now I work with, um, I have so many authors right now. In fact, I have a book launch a week now through the end of the year. And I've already got January, February scheduled. And, and, you know, many of them, the type of uh, authors that I'm serving also are more on the spiritual path and wanting to get their message out to the world too. Uh, and, but I have a cool array of authors. I have one, um, his book launch is coming up on the 14th of this month. And the name of his book is Do No Harm, An American Tragedy Continues. This gentleman has a nonprofit organization called Forever Home for Foster Kids. But what he does is these children and their parents that are coming across the border, um, they're getting separated and they don't know the parents and the children. The parents disappear because they, they're either incarcerated and these children are in holding cells and then put off into foster care in the U.S. These children know nobody. And many a times the foster care, well, the foster care system is just not prepared to handle this. And many times the foster parents that take them in don't even know the language. And these children don't know the language. So these children have already gone through. They've lost their parents. They don't you know, know what to do. He has reunited 11,000 families right now. Can you repeat that, please? He has reunited 11,000 families. And he's right now working actively. The hardest part about getting his book ready to go is he's so busy reuniting these families, but he goes deep into he's Guatemala, Brazil, um, in the, deep into Mexico, all these Latin American countries 
and he's he's finding aunts and uncles and and grandparents and godparents and and bringing these children getting them out of the foster care system and back into their family and you know so this kind of work that he, these people these individuals are doing those are the kind of authors now that that I'm working with and then you know I have um, one book that I just recently published was I Just Want Peace. And another book that I'm publishing in a couple of weeks is called Quantum, The Quantum Human. And this lady is a scientist who works for NASA, builds rocket ships, and she feels like science and spirituality go hand in hand. And so, so I learned from every single one of these individuals. And, you know, the Every one of them are so uniquely different, but they bring their own special wisdom and their own special magic to the world. They and bring their own special wisdom and magic. And you bring the confidence and the experience of what you learned that whatever I set my mind to do, I could do. So that comes. And then you went into lingerie. So <laughs> what did you learn there? What did you learn in that shift? The laundry was more of the, because I was always kind of a girly girl and in the starch off sharpening, it was um, head scarves and masks and ear protection and blue jeans and t-shirts, you know, and shopping brands. And I got to be the, the more experienced, the more fun feminine things that I'd always loved to do. And, and yet, it, it, you know, I didn't know enough of that realm and I didn't have the experience. There was a lot of crazy experiences that I had from owning a lingerie shop, um, you know, and uh, it served its purpose, but it also, it was a stepping stone to what I was really supposed to do, you know, and I, the name of that business, I called it divas and goddesses. And we'd, we'd have, um, I'd have people, speakers come in about caring, you know, caring for your, for yourself and understanding your self-worth and all these different things. So I took it a whole different angle, but it was still, it was just a, a beautiful stepping stone. You know, oh, to- I love it. I love it because you went from something very masculine, very concrete to the complete opposite and not just the feminine, but in, and in many ways, the divine feminine. Yes. Yeah. And then it led to you writing your book, which feels like a natural progression because you're carrying with you whatever I set my mind to do, I can do, and having that influence of loving yourself. So it it feels like it's just a natural um, stepping stone. And having experienced that, you can bring both the masculine, the divine masculine, and the divine feminine to uh, to the authors and helping them help humanity. And uh, and so. What did you learn then going from having written your own book to helping others? What do you think was the the big uh, shift within yourself? I think the big shift was understanding that the the more we can change and the more the bigger difference that we can make it uh, in the world. And you know it feeds my soul is to be able to know that that's happening because it's it's a ripple effect and the more of us that take advantage of of 
the opportunity to get our voice out to the world, to get our words out to the world, our wisdom with the tools and resources we now have at our disposal, it it makes our world even better. And, you know, truly so often, if, if you listen to the news, which I very seldom do anymore, <laughs> um, it's, a, it, it's a lot of, it, you think if you listen a steady diet of that, you think the world's gone mad and it's a bad place to be. However, in the work that I do, I see amazing people every single day. And I see that, you know, it's one person at a time making a difference. And that becomes the many ones, many ones that, that do. And, you know, the, the constant recurring thing, even with people that have done deep work on raising their consciousness, their spirituality, their understanding of themselves, beginning to love themselves, all the journey that all of us go on, because there's not one of us that can step into this world without having some kind of journey. What I've, what I've seen with that, it, it feeds, it feeds me because I learn from each one, but so often as much as studied as they are there, they come to a place where there's that fear factor. Why would anybody want to hear me? Right. Why, what, why would anybody want to read my book? Why would this happen? And so there's the opportunities for those conversations. And who are you not to share your story? For storytelling has been with us from the beginning of time. And storytelling is what paves the way to connect to the hearts. It's, it's what paves the way for making a big difference and for teaching our future generations a better way. And so it all goes, it really goes hand in hand um, with what we're able to do. So some of the conversation we have is, well, you know, as you write these pages and as you're preparing to bring, to step out in the world with, with your voice, your story, and there's so many opportunities or podcast opportunities just like this one, you know, I teach them to watch for those opportunities, but I also talk to them about something a little bit deeper than that. And those are the four pillars is what I, I've named the four pillars. The first pillar is advocacy. You become an advocate for those who really feel like they don't have a voice in the world. By maybe picking up and reading your, your book, and the lights come on because sometimes when we're going through the deep and the dark and the ugly, we think we don't realize anybody's ever gone through the same thing. We're so in that place that that we don't understand that there's many that have gone through that. And it's those words of wisdom that we that we're willing to stand up and share that can make a difference in one life. If it's only one life. We, however, we learn that it becomes the many. Absolutely. Um, we often feel alone when we're going mm -hmm. through a hard time. We yes. think we're the only one. It feels like it. We feel alone. And so advocacy is so important, absolutely um, vital. It is. And, and what's the second pillar? So that you have advocacy and then there's the truth teller. And I call the truth teller it's kind of the sage part of, of thing of life, but when you shed the light of truth on a specific matter, no matter what it is, and it, it's your truth, 
but and it's it may be the truth of of where you were to where you are now and why you decided to to go on this journey but it sheds a light of truth on a, a different way of looking at life and a different way of a different perspective on life and we're not hiding our life our our, our light under the bushel basket we're shining that light of truth ouch and and showing maybe a whole new fresh perspective on life and and a different way to look at maybe what we're going through so that we can shine brighter and and really just be there in the world i i love how you say that and you sum it up in one phrase shining the light of truth out right. into the world and that's what these books are yes these books are every single one of them and it's also such a throat chakra thing yes in yeah. that and it helps us grow and evolve helps the author grow and evolve and it's when we we share and we do these things we grow every day too you know and life's a journey we never stop learning we never stop having stuff come up in our face and like what then and here we go again and and find ourselves and then because we've already taken so much of the journey where you know we might go the dips and the curves but we still start to rise above. So our third pillar is way shower. So we show a different way. We show um, maybe a pathway for somebody that never even considered that there was anything different. And, um, you know, maybe like what you do in the world and, and your Azarius teaching, you know, the teaching and your client magnet class, all the things that you do and teaching about the chakras, maybe somebody never even heard of those kind of things as ways to start their own healing journey. So we become way showers and, and think of what, you know, I believe that every human on the face of the earth has treasured gifts. The world is just waiting to experience. And when we bring these gifts, it becomes a gift of somebody else. And who knows where that's going to skyrocket their lives and make a difference. Absolutely. I, I <clears throat> love that the third pillar is the way shower. So we have advocacy, shining the light of truth and the way shower. And I think historically, the way shower has often in many cultures been the elders. Mm -hmm. they've lived life long enough they've gone through enough and i don't believe that's the case anymore i believe that the way showers come in all age groups all shapes and sizes because we don't just grow and evolve through time through time on the planet we grow and evolve through experience it's what we do with the experience and so the way showers may have experienced have always experienced something in their own lives that they have learned from and they've grown through and they're willing to have that willingness to share it with others and they become the way shore and so the way shore carries the light follow absolutely me, yes. thing. and uh and and this is what being an author really is all about yes the stories and on top of it it really is so we understand the truth and showing the way. Thank you. And so what is the fourth pillar? <laughs> it's unifier. So when we are able to, to share our stories with the world and stand up 
stand on our stories, not in our stories. And we begin to show, to show up to unite others. And many times you'll find that, that um, people that are, are authors, they have, it goes deeper than being an author because they begin to have courses that they can use to, to, and so here, just like in your classes with like with our, the class I'm in with you, the Azarius, we, we have united. There's those of us in the class have begun to unite together to support each other and help each other. So this is what's happening all over the planet is where people unite for the, for learning, for a common goal, for look at the movements and the things good people are doing out there. So you begin to unite. And then there's one fifth, fifth um, one that I've added in, and that is legacy maker. We leave a legacy. So, and so you see how, how it all kind of comes together and it forms this. And when, when you speak this way and you talk to, when I speak with authors about this, it changes their perspective because there, there are many that are kind of just blossoming. And I tell you my journey, just since I wrote my book, if I wrote the book today, it would be a different book, but that's where I was in the journey. And I call all the people that I've been able to serve and work with to bring their books to the world. It's a tapestry of wisdom. It's all these interweavings of wisdom and sharing that, that, make that tapestry that stronger and I and so it it's those each one has like a, a special golden thread or silver thread of wisdom that is there's just that just gets woven throughout and I feel like through that weaving and the strength of weaving those things together because you have the threads of, of different things that you learn but when you start to put it together and, and interweave these threads, it starts to make something that is much stronger. This is this has been so helpful. So now the five pillars, yes, very yeah. well told, are um, advocacy, the light of truth, the way shower, the unifier, and and leaving a legacy. Yes. And and I can see how that all fits in to a well packaged story that so many people can benefit from. Now with the authors, what what kinds of people work with you? What are they thinking? You mentioned the fear. They absolutely have fear. I had fear when I wrote my first book. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What else are they coming to you with? They're coming, you know, with such, they're fascinating because they know there's something speaking to them that this needs to take place, that they need to get their stories out. They don't really know oftentimes how that all comes together because that's not their their realm. And so, so it, I'm kind of just that Sherpa, that guide. I do a lot of the, the hard work behind the scenes to make it all come together. But, but I also, we also talk about, you know, the, the tools and resources, because really, if they're thinking of this book really having an impact, many of my authors are coaches, speakers. Um, they're they have courses. They they're they're leading. They're teaching in other ways. So their book becomes that calling card. Their book becomes, I call it an expensive business card, 
but it it gives people because I don't we don't just publish a book because in the pages of the book I have them creating video and we put it into a QR code and we put it in the in the pages of the book because then the book becomes interactive then the book becomes well I've read the words but now I hear the voice and I catch the personality I want to really work with that person. I want to learn from this person. And so I also kind of dive deep. Maybe it's, it, it's sometimes my authors will kind of cringe at this one, but I call it the 10 by 10. 10 frequently asked questions about the work that you do in the world. So I have them create 10, create a list. What are 10 of the most commonly asked questions about your work and your subject matter? <clears throat> write the, <clears throat> excuse me, write the question, write the answer. And then what are 10 questions that people should ask but don't know to ask? So that makes them dive a little bit deeper. And so we fine tune that down and then I have them create videos, not so much for the book, but for their, evergreen marketing that they do, whether they're posting it in their emails out to their list or in their social media or writing articles and blogs or podcasts. It's these little snippets because these are not long videos or question and answers, but they're used as kind of an um, evergreen marketing thing that if I posted this video on question number one today, in four months, I could post it again, but nobody, it's, it's a different audience. Not everybody's going to see the same video, the same question. So it's an evergreen for kind of marketing because marketing is really important, but, but it's having these tools and resources at your fingertips that you're not constantly having to reinvent the wheel. You've got something good and solid that you can use over and over again and maybe shared in a different way in different platforms, but in a different way to, to, to really help get the message out. Absolutely. I, I think you offer such a unique service, such a, a very um, profound way, really, to get stories out there and, and influence humanity. And so if if you are listening to this, and if you've been thinking of writing a book and you have that fear which most authors do, yet something is speaking to you, you know it's time to write your book, or maybe you've started writing your book, you haven't completed it. Um, I think Becky can really help you out. And so Becky, you have a free giveaway, uh, the four pillars of a story well told. And uh, can you tell our audience a little bit about that, what they'll be getting with that? With the, it's it's actually a PDF, but it, what it does is it, kind of goes deeper than I did today um, just because it, you know there's so many things to talk about when you're on a podcast but this get asked some really key questions about each, around each pillar and um, kind of helps you it's not long it's not a big long read it's it's a pretty basic read but it asks some deep questions to help you kind of center in on just the the power and the strength and the, the goodness behind each of those pillars. And, and you know, just really just to go in deeper because, because if you're having a voice inside or that knowingness inside, it's time to listen. It's time to get that out. 
But when you realize that it's deeper than that, because I think at the core of all people on the face of the earth, and I believe that most of humanity is good, but at the very core is the, the real deep desire that I think most of us have to make, is to make a difference in the world. So if you can understand that you can become an advocate, a truth teller and a way shower and um, a unifier and that in the process you leave a legacy, then that changes that fear factor. That changes that overall dread of, I'm not a good public speaker. I, I'm, you know, I mean, I used to get up on stage and sh or do a, um, something like this and you could see me shaking from <laughs> my knees would be shaking and, and my voice would be quaking and I lose my thinking thoughts but over time and this is probably some of the benefits of what happened since we've had COVID and uh, most of us do our work online you become comfortable in your own skin too because practice makes perfect <laughs> and you'll never be perfect but it's sure each time you get better and each time you progress, and each time your message gets out in a better way, and it and reaches a heart, the ears, the soul that really needs to hear that message. Absolutely, absolutely. And so we will put the link to this in the chat so you can do a deeper dive and become someone who really is a unifier, a way shower, um, and, and leave a legacy. This has just been so wonderful <laughs> to share all of your expertise, um, both uh, at, at an intellectual level, a spiritual level, and emotional. Any final words for our listeners? You know, it's been a journey um, for me, and we are all on a journey. And um, pay attention to the, to the, and listen, listen within. And one of the biggest blessings is for those of you that are listening to this podcast, you've heard Cheryl before <laughs> because she teaches even more about how to go deeper and really get into the core, root out the stuff that doesn't serve and, and continuing to, to just stand, stand up and, and make a difference and be the light for the world. And be the light for the world. Stand up and make a difference. Thank you, Becky. It has been such a joy to have you here. Thank you for sharing your message. And thank you for being an example to us. Uh, of, thank of you. What can be done. And thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you, Becky. So that's another episode. Thank you so much, Becky Norwood, an empowered coach who is changing humanity today. Sign up now for that PDF and let's see you get your story and your book out there.